Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Midday Grind with Martin Kilcoin and Charlie Marlowe on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Welcome back. Midday Grind, 590TheFan, 590TheFan.com, live from Hot Shots in St. Charles. Come on down, get your ticket in to hopefully win for one lucky person tickets to Thursday's home opener at Bush Stadium. Can't wait for that. Charlie Marlowe, Jim Hewer, Brian Hoffman with you till 1 o'clock when the baseball show, 590 Baseball, starts. So it'll be the same cast, but it'll be a totally different concept. We'll talk more talk baseball. baseball. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk. We, I tell you what, we are going to do in the show coming up, we're going to pick our division winners and some uh, award winners like uh, MVP, Manager of the Year, Cy Young. I mean, that's the fun thing to do and realize how wrong we are at the uh, – the end of the season. I don't mean to brag, but last year I nailed the AL Manager of the Year. You AL did. AL Manager. I, I called. Of the I year. called the Athletics run. Okay. To the playoffs. You called Bob Melvin. Based based solely on my uh, analysis that they were just kind of due for a random one. Now let me ask you this: Did Kevin Cash finish second? I think so. Yes, I believe so. That would have been another uh, yeah. nice pick. He had a strong season last year. I was kind of watching. Uh, it's lock it in on FS1, but. Oh, a gambling show. Or it is a gambling show, but there's a lot of information there. Yeah. Todd Furman, he kind of knows all the numbers, and, and he threw out the Rays as a good kind of long shot with with what they can potentially do. I mean, won 90 games last year. He did. A bit out of nowhere, experimenting with the opener. You have the Cy Young Award winner in Blake Snell. Maybe if Tommy Pham can stay healthy, healthy for the whole season, he can be one of those top 10 MVP candidate types. But in that division, look, it's one game. It's impo- it's the Yankees a- yesterday with the offense, with the bullpen, if they get Severino back healthy, they would be the team that I look at as the World Series favorite. What's weird with Tampa, and maybe this plays into their favor to a degree, is the AL East is so top-heavy that whatever you lose having to face – Boston and New York X amount of times over the course of the year, you get back having to play Toronto and Baltimore. And maybe even gain some because you have to play you play Baltimore as many times as you play Baltimore or New York and Toronto, depending on what direction they want to go in, they certainly aren't expected to be very good this year based on their roster construction. So it's it's weird in in that regard that it's almost a plus. And yesterday you brought up some some famous or infamous opening day starters over the years. And don't you feel like who a team rolls out for your opening day starter, it really says a lot about your team and your pitching staff? Yes. For example, if you're watching the Yankees, and I know Severino's hurt, but you have Tanaka, and and Chris Sale got rocked, but it's still Chris Sale. Okay, and even even with the Blue Jays, Marcus Stroman, he's, he's a name, 
and you know that he has talent. And, and maybe he can eventually reach that talent, although I don't think he has yet. But when you're watching the Orioles my God. and you're like, Andrew Kashner is your opening day starter and you're facing the Yankees, it's not really shocking that it, that game ended 7-2. Uh, the Yankees started with Masahiro Tanaka. They gave the ball to Adam Adovino, who then gave the ball to Zach Britton, who then gave the ball to Araldis Chapman. The Orioles started Andrew Kashner, who gave the ball to Mike Wright. Then Joe Bag of Donuts. Who, gave the bat, yeah. who then gave the ball to David Hess. Oh, love Hesse. Who then gave the ball to Paul Fry. Oh, yeah, Paul Fry. And then even if you look A lot at, of potential yeah, of Paul if you this look year. at their offense and who's playing, Cedric Mullins let off? That's Chris Mullins' son? Maybe. I don't know. Dwight Smith Jr.? Everyone remembers Dwight Smith Sr. He batted second? Who are these people? This is where, if I'm a 4A player, and then the guy I always think of, because he's really funny on Twitter, remember Ty Kelly? Yeah. There was the year where Ty Kelly got a lot of pub to potentially be the bench guy, super utility infielder type for the Cardinals. Didn't end up making the team, but he's, he's very prolific on Twitter, and he really kind of makes fun of the fact that he's a 4A player, that he's always really good in AAA. Whenever he gets to the big leagues and he gets a cup of coffee, he never does well. But if I'm a player like that, probably in the offseason too, I'm calling up my agent and I'm saying, get me, get me over to the Orioles. Because even I can stick for 150 games and make uh, 550000 with the Orioles this year. That's I, how bad they are. I mean, the most recognizable name in their lineup is only recognizable because he might go down as the worst contract ever handed to a player in baseball history, and that's Chris Davis. He makes a lot of contact. <laughs> Sometimes, occasionally. And now he's known as the bad Chris Davis. Yes. Yeah, exactly. The good oh, Chris Davis yeah. is on the other coast. For years it was Chris Davis with a C and Chris Davis with a K, and now Chris Davis with a K in Oakland's hitting 40-plus bombs a year, and Chris Davis is seemingly striking out 200 times a year. Struck out three times yesterday in three at-bats. We're live at Hot Shots in St. Charles. Bonnie bringing by some fantastic some food and treats. I got the the Greek salad with the gyro meat. Brian Hoffman got the toasted ravioli. I never pass up a chance to eat toasted I had the tots early this morning. Would you have tots? Oh, yeah. Were they the loaded ones? No. Just plain. They were fine just the way they were. That's good stuff, but Brian Hoffman's kind of uh, – supporting st louis style food after we've had a rough week especially on social media with people just uh ripping us left and right for for the way apparently we cut bagels even though i've lived one here, store i've one lived store. here for 11 years i've never in my life seen bagels cut that way but one chain does it and it's only good it's for thing. an office setting i i can handle your takes on proval cheese if you don't like it that's fine i will fight someone if they say they don't like toasted raviolis <laughs> I've never met anyone who didn't. Oh, for if sure. anyone makes fun of Toasted Raz, I will fight them. Text line 855-282-8255. Do you want to fight Hoffman or just get your takes in? Uh, the big boss, Noko says, if Carp ever tried to bunt on 3-0 again, bench oh. him. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, lady, you know what? If anyone tries to bunt 3-0, no, I'm with that. Any regular hitter. I just want to point out they had no base runners after Harrison Bader tried to bunt for a hit. I just want to throw that out there. That's the that baseball true. gods. Yes. The anti-buntite odds. Uh, God saying. You homered the last time that. Wong hit a home run. Maybe you should try to do that again. Uh, Lady Sonia's teacup. Every time I read oh. one of these names. Sonia? Who's Lady Sonia? Lady Sonia, is it? 
I feel like I'm 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 stepping into something where if I say oh. it, it's going to be something very vulgar. I typed in Lady Sonia on a couple X because she's an adult filmmaker. Okay, see, that's exactly. I, I <laughs> knew it was something like that. We learned something today. Yeah. And that's why I try not to read all of these uh, live. But uh, the cards one through four hitters could easily hit 120 bomb skis alone. I would agree with that. Uh, Big Boss Anoko, too many dumb bunt attempts yesterday. Yep. Hope that doesn't continue over yep. the year. That's my only complaint. Donald Trump's Russian friend says, just checking in to see that you all know the Blues can clinch a playoff spot tonight. Go Cars as well. Look, the Blues haven't played in two or three days here. So hopefully at the Rangers tonight, the Blues will clinch and uh, move up to that second spot before it's all said and done, Jim Heuer, and they can have home ice versus the the Predators. It's kind of a big weekend. They have a chance to leapfrog uh, Nashville because Nashville gets Pittsburgh and Columbus. Yeah, the Blue Jackets. Meanwhile, the Blues have two teams that are out of the playoff hunt, and they need to beat up on those two teams, get the four points, and take your chances with leapfrogging Nashville heading into play with one week to go. The other side of it is, if they do win, they're just two points behind Winnipeg. I still think it's difficult to catch Winnipeg based on what's left on each team's schedule, but... You're within two points. Anything is possible with about five games left in the seasons. In my opinion, there are two times a year where sports gets really, really fun when they all kind of come together and you have the confluence. And it's right now, and it's then in the fall when hockey starts back up and college football as well, and you have baseball playoffs. But right now, when you know tonight, you could go, I don't know, do they still have picture-in-picture? But you could go back and forth, Blues, and Cardinals, Blues game starts Got to have the multiple devices, have your yes. phone or on your laptop. Yeah. But just knowing that it's NCAA tournament, hockey playoffs, hopefully a long run for the Blues, and baseball just getting started, it is a, a beautiful time of year. And uh, the tournament last night, I was listening to you guys as I was driving in, and watching the Virginia-Oregon game, even though it was, in theory, a close game, Virginia's style, it is boring yes. to watch that that boa constrictor style i, I respect it because the way they don't that's what you call it but that's what they do they just squeeze you to death they squeeze you to death they don't make a lot of mistakes even when they don't shoot well oregon is really athletic and i i thought that was going to be a toss-up game you have to give you have to give virginia a lot of credit though because oregon hits a three to go up three points with 544 to play and they basically didn't score the rest of the game. And Virginia comes right back down, answers with a three, and it was like, okay, if if Oregon stops them there and all of a sudden Oregon goes up five or six points, that game's probably over. And we're because all in happier that game, for it. Right. But that game, a three-point lead felt like a seven-point lead. And so oh, for absolutely. Oregon to finally yeah. take the lead and have all the momentum, and Virginia squashed it in about 14 seconds by answering with a really nice play, hit the three, and then they didn't trail after that. You hit that one by pointing out a, a, a four-point game, which is a two-possession game, feels like a ten-point difference because you're going, oh, my gosh, that's going to be uh, – uh, it could be two minutes before we even see somebody catch somebody else with a four-point lead at the way they were playing basketball. Um, it was not pleasurable to watch no. at all, <laughs> I will admit. It was interesting – no, it wasn't. To, well, now, from, from this standpoint, as, as <laughs> observing the game and then seeing 
Oregon come with that full-court press, and then watching Virginia being the textbook coach team that they were, ball fake, go left. Ball fake, go right. And, And Oregon, every time, as soon as the ball fake went up, their arms went up and they're jumping, which opened up the easy pass and the outlet to break the pressure. And you were almost like, well, you can see which team is really well coached and disciplined, and the other team so athletic. They're just getting by with, hey, we're bigger than you are. We're quicker than you are. It didn't work for them. But, my goodness, the shooting percentages were brutal. And the gentleman for Oregon uh, loses his man card for just the flop of the year. I understand you're trying to get a call. Is that a mean? I mean, but come on, man. I mean, that was that was awful, and I'm glad they reviewed that. And then the other call in the other game. Now look, you root for your bracket, and the other thing is, this is just over the course of years. Tennessee fans are always brutal on social media. They will <laughs> dig up tweets of yours. They will dig up sore losers. Two or three years ago, and 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 say, oh, dude, it's two years later. It's three years later. So I'm never mad when I see Tennessee lose, especially to Purdue. I'm kind of a Big Ten honk, but I have to say, even though it helped my bracket and I did not want to see Tennessee win that game, that should not have been a foul that allowed that game to go to yeah, overtime. I kind of agree. That, that was not a foul. It was ticky-tack at best. I mean, I like the fact that Carson Edwards only hit two of the three because I think it would have been unfair if Purdue won on that. Now you can say, okay, it goes to overtime. They ended up winning that game. But that call also, in a way, decided that game, and I don't think that was a foul. They're fortunate he had two or three. Yeah, yeah. Right. Good Lord. Look, I, I really don't like them calling fouls that late in the game. You let the, But I'll go back to what I said. The defender's got to know better. You don't even put yourself in that position. You know better than to, to make that play. But, I mean, I know it's a Rick, uh, Rick Barnes team, but almost, and I'll go back to Bruce Pearl, and every, every Tennessee team I've ever watched, they had that undisciplined somethingness that always bit them in the end, and they got them again. Just don't re- even put yourself in that position to get caught because he was going to miss the shot anyway. My goodness, he was he was so out of whack when he took the shot. He wasn't squared up. It wasn't a good release. Just just don't go. I mean, you want to put your arms up? Good. You don't have to go jumping into the guy. And, and a hell of a job by Tennessee just to get back in that game yes. after they trailed yep. big at, at the half and – that's a, that's a super talented team in, in Tennessee, especially at the top with Schofield and Williams. But if, if you watch them in the tournament, they were a team that they're going to go on a 19-1 run, but they're going to give it right back up. And you saw that versus Purdue in the first half. I mean, look, they were up 25 points on Iowa, and that game ended up going in to overtime. So clearly a team that can go on a run, but give it up right back. On that note, Brian Hoffman, it's Charlie time. Marlo. For the end of the day. The end of the day. Okay, when's the end of the day? At the end of the day, it's going to be tough to tell someone they might not be in it. At the end of the day, even though there's moments where you're like, oh, I, yeah, I don't want to do this. I want to read a fun little story here on the internet. Um, it's by Gary Sheffield. Remember him? I do remember yeah. him. He was uh, a deeply underrated Looking back on the 90s and aughts, I think someone not mentioned enough in terms of the an overall hitter. The big windmill. He was he was prolific. Was on the 97 Marlins. They decided that we've had enough winning. Let's, let's break it down. Everyone away. Yeah. Uh, story coming out about his, um, his trade. I heard this the other day. Now I have it in print. Uh, he loved playing in Miami. Even if they were really bad, he just loved being in that city. And they were talking with the Los Angeles Dodgers. 
to send him there. The trade that ultimately went through was the Mike Piazza trade when Mike played there for like three days and then was sent to New York. Yeah. Here's how it all went down. Gary flew to L.A. to talk to the Dodgers brass and said, first, this is a quote, you got to write me a check for $6 million. Then you got to buy me a home worth at least $3 million. Then well, you got to pay my California taxes, which would be up to $1 million. And then I'll sign that sheet of paper that you had a no-trade clause that will send me to the Dodgers. Apparently that changed the mood in the room. They said, whoa, we never saw that coming. And he said, <laughs> I never saw this trade coming. The Dodgers first had to check to see if this was legal, if they could go about and actually pay for these things legally within the laws of baseball. They left the room. We were gone for about 30 minutes. It's 2 o'clock. The game is inching closer. The Marlins were in St. Louis about to start a series against the Cardinals. I was here that The Dodgers day. called the Marlins, told them what happened, and now the Marlins were very angry at Gary Sheffield. He told Marlins management, Blanky guys, I'm catching the next flight out, and I'll see you in St. Louis. They said, no, 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 no. we got to get this trade approved. And I said, no, you don't have blank. I have a no-trade clause, and I'm using it. And they said, okay, let's figure this out. And they did, and the trade went down. That I told, Good for I, Gary. Think I told you guys I was covering the Marlins locker room when that weekend happened. And when Piazza finally got dealt, we had to go in to talk to Leland. So I'd get sound for WQAM. Leland goes, I know what all you want to talk about, but we're not talking about it, damn it. Blah, 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 blankety, blank, blank. I know you want to talk about it, but we're not talking about the trade. Nope, we're not talking about it. What else do you talk about? And it was like, time to get the hell out of this room because nothing good's going to happen here. Wouldn't it be beautiful, though, in life to have that type of leverage? Yes. Where in a negotiation, you can go in and and actually ask for that. Buy me a house. if they don't give it to you, you can say, nah, nah, nah. Right. That's a beautiful thing. All right, Blues have four That's points. That's part of the game, this play between player and owner. Yeah. Four points this weekend. How many did the Blues get? I'm going to go. So we got Rangers, Devils. Um, we got a back-to-back situation. I'm going to go four. I'm going to be optimistic. Wow. The Blues are very well-rested. I'm going to go four points. I think four as well. The Rangers, it better be four because the Rangers are terrible. Devils are just as bad. You know what's at stake. You go out and you take care of business, and the team's playing with all four lines. You just roll all four lines, give each goalie a chance to stand tall, and you come home and you leapfrog Nashville. All right, that's the end of the day. Any more beautiful sponsors? We to do mention? a couple more beautiful sponsors, including Mark Milton. If you are sideways with the IRS, if you have uh, tax issues, liens, wage garnishments, if you haven't paid taxes, which Pay your taxes. my advice is you should, and if it's keeping you up at night, you need to contact former Department of Justice Tax Division attorney Mark Milton at stltaxlawyer.com. It seems like the Dodgers should have called Mark they Milton should to have. ask if they could have paid Gary Sheffield's I taxes. I like that. They should the have. He provides, Milton does, a local and holistic approach to tax resolution. Don't be sucked into the out-of-town uh, tax resolution groups you hear on the TV and radio. Mark lives and works right here in the, t- in the Kirkwood area. Well, not right here. We're in St. Charles, but right at Woodlawn in Manchester, down the street from where the studios are. If you have IRS problems today, visit stltaxlawyer.com. Remember, the choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely on advertising. We have Triad Bank. Take it to the bank. Uh, they bring us that segment every uh, every week. Jim Regna, great guy. They work down in Frontenac. Excellent bank. Martin uh, swears by them. Also, Offenberg Hyundai on the other side of the river in O'Fallon, Illinois. Just a short trip from downtown St. Louis. 
Matt Offenberg, he's the guy to go to if you need a new card. Offenberg, Hyundai, and finally, last I heard, you could still buy um, Kingside Diner and Herbie's um, oh, yes. Diner, or restaurant, rather. Uh, gift certificates through the uh, Listener Rewards Program. It's a $50 gift card for $25. Great Let's go to 5.9thefan.com. I'm, I'm deeply tempted to buy one at Kingside. Because that is just a excellent, excellent restaurant. The breakfast there... All the pizzas, the breakfast burritos, oh, different yeah. variances of, of egg dishes. Yes. yes. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff here on the Midday Grind on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Charlie Marlowe, Brian Hoffman, Jim Hewer. We're going to take a break and totally switch things up, even though it's the same people at the same spot. Hot Shots, which we love here in St. Charles. A little preview, though, Jim, of what's to come on what they call the baseball show. The 590 Baseball, we are going to have our starting five this week. In honor of another season of the Bill DeWitt era starting, your top five favorite Cardinals. Not necessarily the five best, but your top favorite car, five favorite Cardinals in the Bill DeWitt era is part of one of our starting five this week. We'll go through Cy Young, playoffs, all that, our predictions, and we'll obviously talk about yesterday and opening day. And I just remembered, since we're finally in games, one of the things we're going to have is like our former Cardinal of the Week. And I think we already know who it is for uh, for this week, even though we only played one day. We'll have highlights of that coming up later. All right, 590 Baseball coming up live from Hot Shots in St. Charles. Come on over, get your raffle tickets in to win the tickets to the home opener coming up on Thursday. This has been the Midday Grind on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. 590 Baseball is coming up next. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.